everyone. Welcome to a new episode of Make Happiness. So I'm your host, Ian Price. I am your co-host, uh, Eli Prescott, producer, recorder, editor. And then we got a very special guest, uh, Matt Goff. Hey. So we're going to get right into this because we got a lot of stuff to talk about and it's going to be jam-packed with good content. I know this guy has really good energy and he's got a lot of stuff to say. So give me a little, let's say like 90 second, who are you? Where'd you come from? Uh, who am I? Where I come from? Uh, I grew up in central Minnesota, the birthplace of America, Alexandria. Uh, moved to Minneapolis in 2000 to study design. And uh, I've, yeah, I've been kind of in Minnesota ever since. I'd spent like one season in, uh, or one, one year in, in Oregon and kind of moved back. Oh, Minnesota cool. is where the heart's at. And uh, love what I do. I work for an e-commerce company called uh, thehouse.com. And... That's kind of the gist. I got married this summer. And oh, yeah. Congratulations. Two, thank you. Thank you. We got two two dogs and uh, two pigs, actually. Really? Yes. I didn't know you were allowed to have those here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. I think, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Now that you say that. <laughs> yeah. So I know, like, working at the house, it's very, um, you know, outdoors, sports stuff. I know you're a big guy who's out, like, always loves nature, doing things outside. Have you always been that way? And did that, was that kind of, like, a thing as a childhood? You're always someone to be outside, playing around kind of stuff? Yeah, actually, actually, it was. Um, in, in the summers, I, uh, in, growing up in Alec, it's like, it's like a resort lake town. Everyone lives on the lake, you know. Right. And uh, my grandparents kind of lived about seven miles outside of Alexander in a small farming town mm. and uh, I spent a lot of summers out there hanging out with all of my cousins and we would just like we would just run around outside all the time so um, yeah, doing that in the summers riding bikes skateboarding and then skiing and snowboarding when I was a kid I was I, I tend I always tended to be outside more than, mm-hmm. than inside when I was a kid. That's awesome. Yeah. Did you, I know snowboarding is a really big passion and part of your life. And I know it's kind of like your whole thing or what you're surrounded. You're a very known person in Minnesota for snowboarding, which is awesome. Yeah. So I was curious, how, um, how does that work as far as being, it's your workplace and it's kind of your passion as well. How do those two coincide? You know, does it get stressful sometimes because it's a work thing, but it's also a fun thing or do those, uh, you know, uh, it actually, it actually is it's actually pretty great. Yeah. It's actually pretty great. You know, I started riding in like 90, 92 or so, mm-hmm. and I've always just kind of loved snowboarding. So being able to have a, a career out within, of it, yeah, within the industry, uh, kind of just brings brings a, a, a lot more happiness, you know, yeah. to, uh, to to my life because I get a, I get go to photo shoots, go to events. Mm-hmm. I'm on snow testing product, riding product. It's yeah. Like, if Eat, I can do breathe, that. sleep. Exactly, exactly mm-hmm. that. There's one one part, you know, like uh, my wife and I and another business partner, we started like a, a nonprofit a few years ago, six years ago, uh, Vision Elite Sports. And that was like uh, like a competitive training program for kids who wanted to compete in snowboarding. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that was good, but that kind of got stressful because I was there, you know, coaching kids all the time, not really riding for myself so much. Yeah. Even though it was really awesome to see kids kids progress, progress and stuff, mm-hmm. but I was spending more time on, on the, snow. Yeah. Yeah, focusing on the kids and not not on myself. I know you also have that other gig on the side. I don't know if you're still doing it, the Thrash Camp. Yeah, Thrash Camp. Yeah. 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 We do a lot more consulting now. Um but yeah, Thrash Camp is like a weekend weekend camps for kids. Mm-hmm. It's just a blast. It's kind of just outside the spectrum of ski resort lessons. We have a lot of great partnerships with the area ski resorts to do those. That's awesome. Yeah. I remember way back, I was like 
maybe 13 or something. I was working and that was my first year at Highland. I was in the crowd and you gave me one of those scrapers. I think that was like the first time I met you. Yeah. I was so pumped on it. That was like the coolest thing ever. I was oh, like, yeah. oh, check this out. Showing all my friends. Yeah. You still have it? Yeah. Do you? Yeah, yeah. it's in the garage. Awesome. I'll get you some more. There you go. <laughs> <clears throat> cool. So I was I was wondering, I know, do you have any other like passion or snowboarding is obviously the main one for you. Do you have to have outlets outside of that or do you kind of? Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's kind of funny. You know, when, when, when something just engulfs your whole life, it's, right. it's, it's challenging for me to have more outside things. Like for a, for a long time, I've just kind of segmented my life into like, you know, like, you know, fam- family, yeah, right? yeah. snowboarding mm-hmm. and, and like art. Like I, lo- I love design. I love drawing. I love painting. Yeah. And I it, like I've moved a couple of times. You know, as you grow up, you mm-hmm. kind of move around a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I always kind of segmented my belongings in that way. You know, mostly just like snowboard stuff. Yeah. And like art stuff. So I like yeah. Uh, to go back to your question, what else do I like outside of snowboarding? Yeah, uh, dr- drawing a lot, being creative. My my wife is super creative. She designs clothes and and she's a seamstress and does all sorts of stuff. So, um, and that was your degree initially was uh, with uh, design. Yeah, yep. I studied uh, graphic design and advertising. Uh, okay. Went to school for seven years. I never graduated. Oh wow! wow. Yeah, I know. Uh, because snowboarding pulled me out. I was. You know, on, on the road. Yeah, you yeah. made that decision to pursue that. Exactly. I was on the road mm-hmm. coaching a lot, and I kind of just had to pull out of snowboarding because I was traveling the world coaching kids. Mm-hmm. Just like, well, uh, guess I, I think that's something to be envious <laughs> of is like being able to have that job and position that you love doing so much that you don't, you don't, you didn't really care that you didn't finish school. Like a lot of people, like that's their thing where it's like I have, like this is my one track thing, and this is what I have to do. But you were just like, you know what? I'd rather be doing this, and this is fun. And right. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I do think back. You know, mm-hmm. I do think back. And like, man, maybe I should have, maybe should should have finished. Sure. But I think, you know, with the the amount of experience that I've gained working e commerce and marketing, it's like you learned more a bit on the job. Way way more. Like even the stuff that I was learning in school is just irrelevant right now. Right. You know, like we're using like damn near floppy disks to store stuff. <laughs> like yeah, I you know, it's, it's text come a long way. Well, it's, it's crazy because right now I'm in school for business and I run this make happiness stuff on the side, but all the stuff in school is really outdated as well. Like all the <laughs> textbooks are from like 2012, 2010, and it's no relevant to 2019. <laughs> That's a good point. We've yeah. advanced so far in all these different technologies and the way that we, they're used in business and like all that stuff. Yeah. Like, and we were talking about Instagram earlier and how that's that can be important to a business. And mm-hmm. Ian has his Instagram for Make Happiness. And like that's how you get an outreach to fans or people that are interested in what you do. Right. And, you know, textbooks probably don't even know what Instagram is at that point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. So going into the snowboarding a little bit more, have you what were kind of the biggest things when you, you had that moment of like, OK, this is what I want to do. This is kind of the thing that I want to invest my life in. I don't know if there's a like an exact moment. Yeah, there there was a, a funny moment when so I, as I grew up snowboarding, I was a regional and national level USASA competitor. Mm-hmm. So when I moved to Minneapolis in 2000, um, I got recruited to coach the halfpipe team for the National Sports Center's Community Olympic Development Program. Oh, wow. okay. Uh, they had, there was riders like uh, Mason Aguirre, Stephen Fisher oh, yeah, came yeah. out of those programs, Nick Botko. Cool. And, uh, you know, I was an 18-year-old kid, and, like, they just needed a half-pipe coach to coach some Groms. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I did that, and then we were able to go on, on a, do a tour. We were doing the American Snowboard Tour, the Vans Tour. It's like this Vans, like, Triple Crown Tour. Oh, yeah, yeah. And um, 
I sorry, competed, and I was like finishing middle of the pack, you know, and I was competing against some of the kids that I was uh, coaching at the same time, and mm-hmm. they were doing better than me, and I was like, feeling pressure. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm like, why? Why am I even trying to compete right, right now? Yeah. I'm just gonna focus on coaching. So that was my kind of like first little aha moment of mm-hmm. of like, I really want to just start focusing on on working with young athletes and athletes and making making them better. What's your favorite thing about coaching? Uh, instilling a belief system in, in a group of riders, you okay. know, like having them believe in themselves enough, mm-hmm. you know, because as a coach, you can, you can look at a rider with a lot of potential. Yeah. You can see their potential more than they can see their potential. Sure. And then being able to like draw that outside of them, mm-hmm. uh, outside of themselves yeah. is like pretty remarkable. Right. Yeah. That's cool. Have you seen that happen multiple times? I, I assume. Yeah, one of my one of my favorite things, one of my one of my absolute favorite stories about coaching is with a rider. Uh, his name's Brian Robin. I started coaching him when he was ten years old, and you know he's like six, maybe like fifth or sixth grade, maybe. And uh, we started I coached him like kind of all through junior high and then through high school, mm-hmm. and uh, he got invited to. Uh, an event in Italy called the Trofeo Topolino is a junior world championships presented by Walt Disney Europe. Wow. What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just this huge, That's this insane. huge, yeah, it's, it's totally insane. Uh, it's a really big international event. And, um, during the time that I had coached Brian, basically from the start to, to the finish, we had gone through this book called thinking body, dancing mind by, by Jerry Lynch and like some other guy's name who I can't pronounce. It's called thinking body, dancing mind. Sure. It's just like, uh, Tile sport life principles on you know positive thinking, thinking about you know what you need to do to become the person that you want to become. Yeah. And so we had gone through this book for so many years, like you know cover to cover, so many times. Analyzing it, yeah. And when we got to this contest, Brian uh, Brian did his did his run. He had, he actually ended up winning the contest, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, the junior world championships in half pipe. Right. And uh, we were in we were in the condo uh, about to go to this big formal awards ceremony, and. Uh, Brian, you know, goes into the bathroom, gets changed, takes a shower, blah blah blah, comes out, and he was a skate kid growing up. You know, he wore beanies and hoodies and yeah, know, skate casual shoes. clothing. Yeah, and he came, he came out of the bathroom. He's got like dress slacks on, button-down shirt tucked in, his hair done, oh, dress funny. shoes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and I was like, wow, Brian, that's a that's a new look for you, man. What's going on? And he said, Guff, I came here to win. These are my podium clothes. Oh wow, that's cool. It's really cool. Yeah, you know, so it was kind of at that moment, like. Where like all those years of not just physical training, you mm-hmm. know, like doing you know, cross training and being on snow and doing mm-hmm. all these drills and blah blah blah, but it's also like that that mental aspect, yeah, of of you know positive positive encouragement, sports psych, like mm-hmm. being all those years combined and, exactly yeah. to, for that moment. Like mm-hmm. he knew enough in his own heart that he was going to win that contest, so he packed his podium clothes. So when he did win, he could wear them. Like, <laughs> like at that moment, I was like. Oh my gosh, this is what it's all about. Yeah, yeah, that's epic. So a lot of the what you're saying is a lot of the the contest isn't just about the physical, like the fact that you like train to do this stuff, but it's a lot of mental oh, like yeah. uh what's what's the word I'm looking for? Strength or fortitude. Yeah, awareness. Fortitude, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, big time. Big time. The, the the guys that are at the top peak of their level, like Scotty James, for instance, just won the mm-hmm. US Open. Yeah. There's a lot of guys who have the same physical capabilities to win a contest, but it 
it comes down to that day who's more mentally on, who's more strong. Sure. Who can get over those little bumps in the road if there happens to be one mm-hmm. and just, just make keep it, their make self it all focused. Happen. Yep. I was curious if you have any of those moments. You know, what's something that you kind of visualized or had that, you know, idea at your head and then you watched it come into existence or reality? Yeah, there's a, like, there's a couple of them. Actually, one when I was like a long time ago, when I was in, in high school, I, I ran track. I did. I was a tri-sport athlete. And did, oh, no way. Yeah, I did soccer, Nordic skiing, and track. Cool. And um, I remember it was my, my senior year. I, I ran the 200. I did high jump. Mm. And uh, I, I, was, I was prepping for it. There was like a, a sectional meet in Alexandria, a home meet. And, uh, yeah, I did a lot of visual preparations, you know, visualization for, for my 200. And I ended up winning. And I think, think that was like probably the first first time where yeah. I realized visualization and and. That mentality. Um, yes. Yeah. Definitely helps. And I also know that you're really into reading. And actually, when you came in the door, you gave me a book, which is pretty <laughs> badass. And I was just like, oh, this is this is cool. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm curious what you're into now as far as reading. Like, what, what books are you into? Oh, right now? Uh, so, uh, on my nightstand, I have... I probably have 30 books. I, I kid you not. Yeah, I'm and at like 20. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right right now I'm going through Jordan Peterson's uh, 12 Rules for Life. Okay. Yep, he's a social psychologist formerly, I think from, I think he taught at MIT. Now he's at University of Toronto. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know he's out of Canada. Yep, yep. Great, really cool book. Um, then I'm reading Jocko Willick's uh, Extreme Leadership. He's a Navy SEAL. Okay. Um, I've been through... The book I gave you, uh, yeah, good, good grade, grade, a few times, and there's a second book called, I can't remember now, but uh, mm-hmm. that's a that's, this is a fantastic book. Basically, how to go from decent to like exceptional. That's what that book's about. So I'm right. I'm, I'm happy to give it to you. No, that's awesome. I appreciate it. Uh, have you heard or read the uh, Seven or Habits of uh, Success? Yeah. yeah. Or which one? The the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Yeah. Yeah, yep. that one's really good too. Yeah, my dad gave me that one. My dad gave me that one like long time ago. That's an old book. Yeah, it is. There's also one by Les Brown called Live Your Dreams. I don't know if you've heard of him, but he has a... Les Brown? Dude, I brainwashed myself with that guy. (laughs) Yeah. His book is phenomenal. I got to get that. Dude, I I can let you have it. All right. Yeah. (laughs) Book swap. Yeah. Cool, man. Um, So this is going to be a little bit transitioning into someone who... What kind of advice would you give to someone who's looking for that passion, looking for that drive? Because I know it's a very rare breed for like you and me and Eli and people to kind of find that passion and go all in, pursue it, go 110%. Right. How do you help someone who's in that gray area trying to find that thing? I think, well, first you have to look at where a person's thoughts are at. Mm. You know, uh, the average person has about 80,000 thoughts a day. Yeah. It's self-talk, you know, things you, ideas, blah, blah, blah. Conversations. It's just bouncing on your own head. Yeah. Uh, it's like... Eighty percent of that is is negative self talk. Oh, really? That's like forty. That's like like however many however how not eighty. How what was it? There's like forty forty eight thousand uh, of those are just self doubt or like self conscious. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like well well over fifty percent. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of like a scary thing. It's like, well, if you want to be passionate, you want to have drive, you want to love your love your life. It's like. You have to control the thoughts in your mind. Mm. If you go to a dark place, you know, even with like just conversations that you're having with another person in your own mind and they go negative, it's like you have to, you have to stop those things, you know? You have right. to constantly think about things that are positive. Yeah, yeah. You know, like use your head, you know, use your mind and your heart to really focus on what is greater than what is your current circumstances. Sure. Because the voices that you believe will determine your future. Mm. You know, if you believe that you're able to do something, start a podcast, start a business. Yeah, yeah. You know, 
do whatever snowboarding yeah it's snowboarding you have to, you have to be able to believe that you're able to achieve that and and then be able to do it mm-hmm. you, know, you can you almost have to lie to yourself a little bit you know yeah. but if at least you're at least you're telling yourself something positive. Definitely. And I think it's really hard too when someone, you know, they really want to do something really passionate and then everyone around them is like, no, you can't do that. Or like, you can't, that's not realistic. Yeah. Those There's are the w- bit of delusion and yeah. trying to be successful in your passions and stuff like that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Interesting. Yeah. It's tough. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of weird too. Like I had a conversation yesterday. Uh, this guy he was presenting an idea for this business that he wanted to start. That's mm-hmm. I've I've kind of seen tried a couple of times. Oh sure. And I, I I didn't want to fill his mind with doubt, but mm-hmm. I I was telling I was being realistic with him. Like, yeah. So these are some of the challenges that you're going to face if you try to do this. Mm-hmm. It's already been it's already been done a couple of times or tried to be done a couple of times. Right. And you could tell I could tell by looking at him that he didn't care what I was saying. He's going to try it anyway. He was so focused. Great. Yeah. Yeah, and that's great. You know. Mm-hmm. And then, and then he has that, you know, maybe when he's trying it out, he'll be like, oh, yeah, Guff said this or that. And then right. he can go work around it or whatever. But mm-hmm. cool. Um, so how would you or how did you first start about training your, brain, training your mind, training your thoughts and kind of having that focus? Were you always that way or did you have to constantly think about it and like really start paying attention to what you were doing? Yeah, uh, I, I think, I, you know, there's a moment where people kind of become self-aware Oh, sure. You yeah, know, yeah. you're like, oh, gosh, I'm a person. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I, I can control. This life isn't just happening to me. Sure. Uh, and that happened to me at a pretty young age. You know, I think I was maybe, like a, maybe 11. I really started thinking about, okay, there's something different, unique, and special about me. Mm-hmm. What What is that? Yeah, yeah. You know? And then I started thinking about my thoughts more. Even as, a, like, a junior high kid, mm-hmm. I was like a... I was a punk ass kid i was not a like i was not good at school yeah you know especially in junior high mm-hmm. and i was just like just not a good kid but i but i had this ability to think about my life mm-hmm. um pretty well and my 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 dad he uh he gave me a book and my grandfather gave me another book it's the same book uh dale carnegie's um how to win friends and influence people mm. and i read that i think in junior in junior high school it's not about just making, learning how to make friends. It's learning how to communicate with people. Yeah, and just communicate with yourself. And it, yeah. I almost think that's more important because you say, like, in junior high, you were this punk-ass kid who didn't do, like, he didn't care about school. And I think yeah. that's almost better, in a sense, because you're learning to be a more, like, social creature. You're trying new things and you're experiencing life when school shouldn't be necessarily at that age maybe like your most key thing like right. that like you know yeah. high school is a little bit more intense than that and mm-hmm. that's that's where you know these and, higher institutions look at anyways so mm-hmm. i think those formative years are more important that you're being an individual and trying these new things or being yourself really right or trying to figure out who i who i really right, was yeah, yeah. yeah. yep that's cool. Um, it's funny because I kind of had the same thing a little bit. I know when I was like 13, I actually my brother introduced me to it, but he kind of showed me about the law of attraction. And that was the first thing when I kind of yeah. started to really get into like self-awareness and thoughts and, you know, thinking about what I'm doing and thinking about my day and thinking about all these like actually, you know, focusing on what I wanted and all those different aspects of it, which is really cool because then you start, you know, having some fun with it and you start like all my friends in high school and Eli was there. I was crazy how different I was from everyone else. And I knew that I was, you know, I was just doing my own thing. And I kind of realized, I was like, well, it doesn't matter if I fit in or not. I'm just going to be myself and I'm right. just going to do what I want to do. Like I biked to school every day of my freshman year of high school. Yeah. I didn't miss one day of school. Biked every day, winter, <laughs> rain, snow, whatever it was. Wow. 
that's awesome. I think that's that's super important. You know, like mm-hmm. being being yourself, even if you don't know who you are. Right. Yeah, you know, that's a hard thing too. It's like, as as someone who grows up, it's like you you have all these these influences on your life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and you kind of want to fit in. You want to be cool, but you also want to be true to yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, and sometimes you just gotta just throw away everything, all these expectations that other people have sure. of you, and just live the way you think your life should be should be lived right regardless of what other people think that you should live your life right mm-hmm. right i think some of the most most exceptional people that i know live the furthest away from other people's expectations of them you know <laughs> yeah, that's a good point yeah <clears throat> yeah actually it was funny talking about acceptance earlier this morning i just uh, put out a new blog on my website about a uh, story about acceptance it was actually last summer i was uh, longboarding in Dinky Town, waiting for my girlfriend to be done with some errands. I was going to go over to an apartment and hang out Saturday night. And I was sitting on this bench over, it was over kind of by 35 and you know, it's college town and it's Saturday night. So there's kids walking around and I'm really obsessed with writing. So I was just sitting on this bench writing in my journal. All these kids are staring at me like I'm some weirdo or just some <laughs> like, you know, what the fuck is this kid doing writing in a journal? Right. And I'm just like, you know what, whatever. Like I'm just doing me. I'm just doing my own thing. Like regardless. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. That's good. Got to be you, you know? Mm -hmm. There's something I did want to touch on. Um, Have you always had that drive to kind of when you – let's go back to your snowboarding and the career kind of thing. Did you always want to make a living out of snowboarding or did you want to be pro snowboard out of the beginning or like how did – Well, I think I I knew pretty early on that I wasn't going to be pro. Sure. (laughs) But I I loved it so much. There's there's something – there's something so – I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it. It's about freedom, being maybe? On a, yeah. Be, I don't know. Be, being on a mountain mm-hmm. and riding down it in, in a conditions like today, it's like 28 degrees. It's Powered, sunny yeah. out. It's mm-hmm. like, whoa, there's something special about about being being on snow. Is that what was your question? I'm, I'm, <laughs> no, I'm no, getting no, lost in thought here. No, that's awesome. We'll, we'll just keep going with that. Because actually, I was curious what <laughs> your thoughts were about how much snow we've been getting these past couple weeks. You know, this whole like month of February. <laughs> it's great. Uh, my uh, my neighbors think we're, I'm crazy. <laughs> yeah. So I have a Subaru and a, and a Ford F-150. So we don't really like shovel our driveway. Sure. So we just like r- r- ram through it every <laughs> that day. That must be nice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's pretty great. And our neighbors, like they keep their keep the drivers like nice and shoveled and they get a snowblower. Yeah. Like, perfect condition. Yeah. Ours is just like chaos. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Well, we uh, talking about all the snow. We mentioned this in the last podcast, but we made an igloo or like, it's called a Quincy actually, because okay. we, we didn't make it with blocks. We dug out a pile of snow and that's the technical term is a Quincy, which is kind of funny. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, we had four chairs in there. We had a mini keg. We grilled in there and it was an awesome time. Just Hell to yeah. make the most out of all the snow we've been getting. Cause so many people are just like, Oh, I hate this. You know, it's time. Like I'm ready for some, and it's like make the most of what you have exactly exactly yeah. you know uh, uh, my wife sarah and i we've been we we besides snowboarding we, we nordic ski we snowshoe and with with all this all this snow it's like we've been able to like, snowshoe around a bunch of, yeah it's, especially it's just on nice regular snow. parks too yeah. like, you don't have to go anywhere you just go outside and <laughs> yeah. you can use it that's right <clears throat> cool and uh, so i wanted to transition a little bit into fulfillment and this was a really cool topic actually i was curious and wondering eli's answer on this do you think you can actually achieve self-fulfillment no, you don't think so? Mm-mm. No, I th- I think I don't. Uh, I th- I think there's a place where everywhere you can be content with your life. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think you can be you can be comfortable there. If, if, 
maybe. You know, if that's that could be fulfillment where you just get to a point in your life where you're just kind of content. Mm-hmm. But f- for me in my life, I think I will always be striving for something. Sure. I will always have a goal. I always have a plan. To do more. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, I think there's like... There's a, it's like faith, hope, and love—the three things that will endure forever. It's like sure. hope. Hope is something that I, I, I think will, I will always have. Like mm-hmm. I hope for things to happen. You know, I'm always looking forward to something. Yeah. So self fulfillment. I feel really fulfilled right now, but I'm still. I, I think every day is just like another step towards uh, becoming a greater person than I was the day before. So it's always like yeah, moving mm-hmm. forward. I think that's a good mentality. Yeah. And I would think like when you when you get fulfilled, you achieve something you're really proud of, you know, that you have a goal or whatever you accomplish. I think that that is, you know, you are excited about it and you are fulfilled, but how long does that energy and that stuff last? And Like it shouldn't stop there. Right. Right. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah you got to keep moving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing when he was saying that. I was like, why should, like you should always have one step, one goal higher than what, your current goal is it's like right. there's it's like a ladder in a sense like a right. never-ending ladder of things you want to achieve mm-hmm. and if you feel like you're fulfilled and like your life is like well what do i do now nothing like mm-hmm. i've i've did what i want to do like sure. what's, that just seems so boring and well then yeah, lackluster I, like you should always want to do more yeah like, and you then, shouldn't limit yourself to not you're just doing like the one thing that you wanted to do and then it's it's more fulfilling uh, and I think in a sense to want to do something more and continue right. to grow. Yeah. Cause I feel like when you reach that, if you find a, achieve a goal, you sit in it for a while, then mm-hmm. it wears off. And then I feel like you don't want to do more because you're just like, I'm here, I'm content, whatever. And then you kind of live in that stagnant spot for a while versus just continuing to uh, make new goals and continue to grow that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've, yeah, it's weird. It's a weird thing, you know. Like it all, all comes down to an individual. Like there's a, there's a guy. I so I used to. <laughs> this is a good one. Uh, not, not really a great one. <laughs> no, it sounds great, by the way. No, no, no. So, no. Uh, so I, I used to. Uh, I, I had a friend who was a, a like a district manager for a couple of restaurants, um, steakhouses, and nightclubs in downtown Minneapolis. Sure. It was called Downtown Entertainment. Okay. And, uh, uh, I used to I used to go out a lot when when I was in my mid twenties, mm-hmm. and uh, I ended up actually just working at this this one of the nightclubs called mm-hmm. Spin Nightclub, and because of my structure, I'm a pretty tall, large guy. Yeah, it fits uh, your build. Yeah, yeah. So I, I started working like front door security and stuff, and I got to know all these people, and I'd see these people every single weekend coming out, buying bottles, like doing bottle service and stuff, and mm-hmm. and uh, I, I ran into a couple of these guys. A while back, they're still doing the same thing. Oh, wow. Just like, kind of doing the same jobs that they're doing. It's just like, man, it's like, mm-hmm. you're a cool individual. You got a lot of potential. Right. But you're just like, you're just kind of like doing the same shit, man. And mm-hmm. that was like 15 years ago. That yeah. makes me wonder maybe if they're like, that's not something that they really necessarily care about, but maybe they have some sort of side hobby or thing that they love doing on the side. Like, mm-hmm. Ian works right now at this. QBP, this uh, facility. Yeah, quality by parts. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Dude. And, uh, you know, it's not necessarily what he wants to do for his whole life, he said. And, he, like, he does has this whole make happiness thing on the side that maybe some people don't know about. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it could be one thing or another. You could be exactly right where, you know, what are they what what are they getting out of this, really, maybe? I don't know. Yeah. Something. something. But, you know, like, <laughs> I think that's one one thing that a lot of people forget is, like, especially young young college grads, it's like, oh, I can't find a job. It's like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can. You just gotta like, drop your ego a little bit, 
go do something that sucks. Yeah. Right. You know, earn some stripes and then get on with your life. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like you gotta you gotta grind grind it out. There was a time mm-hmm. before I worked full time with the house. I was like I was working like five jobs. Mm-hmm. You know, just wow. doing random random odds and ends. I was like wearing myself down, but at That's the end of the day, I'm I'm here on this awesome podcast, and that shaped you to who you are. I'm assuming with an outstanding work ethic, having right. to manage all that, yep. which is something I've learned because I work full time, go to school full time, and do make happiness on the side. It's like Dude. my time management is just like on point. Yeah, but that's congrats. That's nice. Yeah, it's a it's a lot of work though. Yeah, yeah. And uh, going back to talking about a job that you don't like, I know like working at working at QBP, I love, but it's a warehouse job, so I'm right. just shipping orders all day. Yep. But it's all bike parts, so it's kind of it's just like if I was in, you know shipping snowboard parts all day. Like it's fun to be in that environment in that industry, but it's not necessarily like that specific job I would want to be. Yep. So it's cool, just like being at where I'm at now, and it's like this is where I'm at, but it's not necessarily where I'm going to be. And I got the focus of like, I'm going to get somewhere else. And exactly. Mm-hmm. Yep. Nice work. And I bet you get a really good discount on bike parts. Oh yeah. No <laughs> doubt. I get, <laughs> I get paid to bike to work, which is pretty awesome. Do you really they yeah. pay you to bike to work? Yeah. So I bike five days a week. I bike over a hundred miles a week and just boom. Yeah. They and then this, they have this little log where you like log your bike miles or whatever. And mm-hmm. at the end of a certain period or something like that, you yeah, can every month cash them in and you buy more bike parts with yeah. that money for commuting. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, what a good idea. Right. And you can do that also if you carpool or like if you ski in, cause it's right over by Highland park reserve. So if you yeah. park at Highland cross country, ski into work, you get those points too. You're kidding. Me. Yeah. It's just about, you know, one less car on the road kind of thing. Just like, what a great initiative. Yeah. It's really cool. QBP.com. Yeah. <laughs> Is yeah. it .com? Shout yeah. <laughs> I think quality bicycle products. Yeah. Number one in the nation or world. I'm, I'm sure it's North America for sure. Yeah. But um, yeah, apologies for the dog if you can hear the dog barking. We are house sitting right now and I locked the dog in the room because the dog and the cats don't get along very well. <laughs> so I figured there's going to be a lot more than there is now. So hey, we'll see. Oh, good. Yeah. Going into, this is going to be a little bit more broad, talking about our society. What are your kind of, uh, I know it's wonderful. <laughs> it's like music. Yeah, yeah. Just wants attention. Just yeah. wants love. I might. I should let her out, maybe. But I feel like I don't know. We'll see. Do you think? Uh, what are some favorites and least favorites about our society in today's world and our generation? With um, oh man, favorites and least favorites. That's a gigantic. It's a question. loaded question. That yeah, is a big one. Uh, least favorite thing. Uh, I think at least I'll start with the bad news. Uh, least favorite thing is that people don't believe in themselves enough. Mm-hmm. I don't think people set their goals high enough, and I think. Most people just let their their lives happen to them. They don't take charge. They oh, don't sure. realize that they make their lives. That's just that's just kind of it. I don't think people believe in the power of themselves. Mm. That's I think that's my least favorite thing. There's so many people just kind of like, yeah, just kind of like skate by. That's right. I am guilty yeah. of that somewhat often. I just like certain things. I'm just like, well, this is. It's going to happen is what's going to happen is going to happen or whatever. I feel like sometimes I don't really take charge of what I want and I don't fully commit myself to going after it. And you've been working on it though this year. You've been doing a lot more. Yeah. But that, that, I don't know, just what you said really made me think about myself and (laughs) I got to buckle down. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, like I I find that in myself too sometimes, you know, like I read all the time. I read Mm -hmm. books all the time, but am, am I applying the things that I think are good from the books that I'm reading into my life? Right. Or am I just reading another book about 
you know, yeah. making actions happen. Yeah. It's like, like you read profound mm-hmm. quotes and it's like, oh, there's so much meaning in this. But yeah. then it's just like you five minutes later, you don't care. Yeah. 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 Um, but then the exact opposite side, there is one of my favorite things about people is like people who make things happen. Like mm-hmm. my wife, for instance, Sarah, she is the, the most profound go-getter there is. She's constantly doing projects. She's constantly making moves and doing things. And that's one of the things I love about her the most. She's mm-hmm. like, she like makes stuff happen. It's right. incredible. And I like seeing people like yourselves, like who are out there trying to make make things happen. I, I absolutely love that. Yeah. And you know, like compassion compassion projects that people have. Sure. Um, um, you know, like helping people who are in need. Like I like seeing that that kind of thing. Like the the stuff that eighteen seventeen was doing with the uh, the donations and whatnot. Oh, that's a great thing with the Lupit Foundation. Yeah. At, uh, Theodore Worth? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a great example. Mm-hmm. Super good example. Yeah, it's really cool. And I think a lot of that, too, I think having this in this world of generation of technology and everything is so easily accessible, I think it's allowing a lot more people to kind of see that creativity and see that potential of, like, it's a blank canvas. You literally can do whatever you want. You can paint wherever. Right. But right. I think on that other side coin, like you were talking about earlier, some people maybe just don't... I don't know if there's a block in their mental or where it is, but they just don't see that perspective necessarily or they right. can't, you know, they're not open up yet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, like a lot of people, they, they have, I don't, they have a lot uh, people grow up in hard situations sometimes. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they don't have, they don't have an outlook, you know, they don't have mm-hmm. an example to, to look up to, to live by. Right. You know, and that's why there's like, I think so much trouble. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like even here in Minnesota and Minneapolis, it's like there's a lot of shitty things that happen to people. And yeah. People do a lot of shitty things to each other. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, if they had better better examples to live by mm-hmm. and uh, expectations again, yeah, you yeah. Know, uh, you know, you th- you, there'd probably be, I think the world would be a better place. No doubt. And yeah. then also, too, I think growing up in those hard conditions or being in those difficult situations, then that's kind of what your mind thinks. Because like we we're talking about earlier, that's the scenarios that you're going to be thinking about. So you're going to, you don't think that you can do these other things because this is all you know. Right. And your mind is kind of set. You know, mm-hmm. you don't have that opportunity because you think this is how my life is. This is what I'm going to be. I don't have any opportunity to grow or whatever. Right. It really yeah. does seem so simple. And it just, it just kind of makes you think like, what, why? Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, I think if if one if every person has one person to look up to in a positive manner, I think the world would be a much much better place. For sure. You know, like think, just think about anyone who's listening and you guys. Like, think about the people who've instilled something positive in your life and go, damn. Like I, I, that person is leading by example and I want to live my life that way. Right. And like I have those people in my life where like I kind of pick and choose. Like oh. One of my mentors, Scott, he lives his life this mm-hmm. way. I'm a, I kind of want to pick that piece. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. No, exactly. that's cool. And it's honestly, it's one of the greatest feelings in the world. I'm sure you've experienced this. And I didn't tell you about this yet, Eli. I was going to earlier, but I forgot. I got a letter in the mail. So every Make Happiness order, you get the item you purchased, and you also get a hand-typed letter off my typewriter, Boom. kind of a thank you note, kind of, and then also like a little, you know, random journal of just my thoughts, whatever I'm thinking about that day, which is pretty cool. And they actually wrote me back and sent me a physical letter thanking me for that letter because they were so, <laughs> like, in awe by the fact that they, you know, wow. received this in addition to their part or their shirt that they got, which is awesome. And they were just so excited on the fact that... You got a pen pal now. Dude, yeah. That, that's, that's great service right there. Right. Good job. No, it's really cool because I didn't. I would have never expected that. And the fact that she was so humble and just like, thank you. Like, I love what you're doing and this is awesome. I loved your letter. And like, I put it up on my door so I can see it every day and read it. And I'm just like, wow. Boom. That was, yeah. Awesome. It was one of the it first was one of memory. many, I hope. 
Yeah, we'll right. see. <laughs> Come but, to Ian's room in five years and it's just plastered <laughs> with like notes. Thank you. Like, yeah. <laughs> That's good. No, it's a good motivator because now it's like, wow. Like, oh, if for I, sure. If I made that impact on someone, like, wow. It's one of those things where it's, I don't know, it's really hard to put into words. Just having that like positive impact or that you know, motivation to help someone else and, you know, help them grow or help them change direction or whatever and make a change in their life. Mm -hmm. And that's the whole thing I'm, why I'm doing make happiness is so I can help others kind of have that lasting positive change and make that decision and be like, Oh, I can snowboard for the rest of my life or I can, you know, ride bikes for the rest of my life and have fun. I don't have to get a desk job. I don't have to do that. There are like other ways to, I don't know, live. Yep. Cool. (laughs) I don't know. It was just a little rant. (laughs) No, that's great. Yeah, right on, man. I was curious. Uh, so mental health, we talked about it quite a bit, obviously. But what about physical health? Do you do you think that you are more someone who kind of works out routinely, or do you try to, or do you just snowboarding and that's kind of your physical workout? Oh man, gosh, you know, I've been thinking about that a lot lately. I, I, I I'm glad. I'm really glad you bring that up. I've been paying for. A, a gym membership for so long it's like it's like i'm just yeah. throwing like 40 bucks a month away just right like, here you go have it don't, don't care um but on a more serious note i had, I had a clo- close friend growing up who has recently gotten into some very serious health issues mm-hmm. where his like he, he made some unwise choices mm-hmm. and um his liver's failing him oh, you know sure, he's yeah. like all of his organs are shutting down he's he, we're the same he's a little younger than me i'm 37 oh, wow. mm-hmm. he's he's had a couple heart attacks he's like Wow. You know, it's like he he he, never, he didn't take care of himself. Yeah, you know, he got he had some chemical uh, dependency uh, dependency issues and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like, and I think it, and I, we haven't stayed close for twenty years, but mm. that's kind of been his life for twenty years, right? And um, so having that brought in or like a reminder for you, you're just like, okay, maybe I should right. do something. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Start start running. Yeah. Snowboarding is like you know. A, snowboard a lot mm-hmm. you know um are you gonna hit 100 days i don't think i'm gonna hit 100 days that, no. I had a, yeah i had a goal this season i've just been kind of slacking I've been, <laughs> I've been staying too late at the office so i like by the time i get home the resort's closed and like sure. ah, shoot uh but i do have a guy uh, a buddy his name is scott cracker he uh he did like 120 days last season at, at buck hill <laughs> and he he uses snowboarding as like his exercise instead of buying a gym membership so every day on his way home from work he stops at buck he does a couple runs and then he goes about his day he's got to be on at least like 115 right now <laughs> wow. i'm at like i think today i'm gonna go ride today after this it's, it'll be day 56 nice so if i hit 70 i'm gonna be pumped but that's almost gonna stretch I think you could get there. I think so too. I, I think so. It's gonna be. I'm just gonna have to really go for it. Yeah. Well, who knows? I mean, we could have some late snows. We could. And there's enough on the ground to last for a while. Yeah. You're yeah, right. Hopefully, it doesn't rain again. Right. Yeah. Hey. I was telling Ian when I showed up that my my porch was flooding because the ice was like sort of blocking up this one spot where like this sort of uh, drain. Not not really a drain necessarily, but there's like a we have this concrete before there's a patio in my backyard mm-hmm. and so this back porch of mine just the ice blocked up there's like snow kind of up to this one section in there and when it started raining the the uh the rain just kind of fell down and started melting more snow and just seeping underneath the door and it's just... oh no oh no <laughs> so i was out there for a while in the rain chopping up this ice and, trying like, to get it out in the snow and like <laughs> sweeping this water away from the uh, door yeah it's it's weird how like one one small problem that you don't really pay attention to can build up to a lot bigger problems yeah, yeah. because another issue was there were ice dams in the gutter above my bedroom and it started <laughs> leaking into right. my bedroom i'm like no right. 
That right. was at like one in the morning. And so I went out with my mom actually at like one thirty in the morning, just like chipping away, shoveling and trying to get all this crap off my roof. And it's, yeah, <laughs> that's, you know, that's it's like a good time. One, one thing my, my, my dad and my, his dad, my grandfather kind of taught me was just really figuring out those, those, those problems right away. So solving problems. I, mean, I heard a story a while back. It was about this, like this family who had a house and they, it was like basically a brand new house. They had a crack in the in the corner like a brand new house crack in the crack in the corner in their like living room oh wow right mm-hmm. and so they called they called the painter and they're like yo uh, i got a crack and painter came over and he's like yeah it's not it's not an issue with with the paint it's not a bad paint job it's your your framing's off mm-hmm. so they called the framer framer came over looked over he's like yeah it's not a framing issue it's a foundation <laughs> issue oh and like, yeah it's like so the you, you get this like these stories like that like mm-hmm. ice dams and build up and then also seep, seeping on your your, your yep. in your house or something it's like if you if you stop a problem right away mm-hmm. it's gonna you know, stop even worse stuff later on the yeah. later on the road, like exercise, like mm-hmm. you know, I'm 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 almost hitting forty. I got to really start paying attention to what I eat and yeah. how much exercise more now now than ever. Right. Yeah. Do you um? Is it easier to kind of pick up on those? You know, if you notice it first versus waiting till it's like five tiers down, Ooh. or is it? You know, how do you notice it first? Well, it's small before it gets to one of those big things. You don't yeah. quite know it's a problem yet. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I think maybe just try to address every little thing. You know, I, I fell snowboarding when I was a kid, and I, I was trying my first wildcat, mm-hmm. and I got about halfway upside down, and, like fell on my head, like straight up. Classic. Yeah, and uh, I still have this like creak in my back. Oh shit! And you know, like, I'll get I'll get it worked out every once in a while, but. Mm-hmm. You know, I should, probably should have had it looked at. When That's I was a good kid. question. How do you? I'm assuming you've probably had your fair amount of injuries. Do you? How do you come back from those? You know, like with your mental and like physical. Do you just kind of work yourself? Or yeah, yeah, it's a slow process. I actually I haven't had too many injuries. I've had mm. some sprains since I sprained both my wrists earlier this season. They still no get hurt. Oh, oh, it sucks. Man. Yeah, uh, but I've only I've only broken uh, my my wrist. I was at USSA Nationals a couple of years ago and. Fell in practice doing a cab three, like mm. the easiest damn trick there is. It's not that easy, but it's it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, but that's like the only major uh, injury. Um, but I think re- I think reading through through stuff if you're mm-hmm. injured in your downtime and getting fully recovered before you get back on snow. Yeah. Uh, Jesse Jesse Paul has a, a an amazing story. Yeah. Yep, about his recovery process. Mm-hmm. Like he, he broke his leg, hitting street spot. He was out for a good while. Mm-hmm. He was reading. He fully trained. He trained to do a triathlon. So by the time he got back on the snow, he was able to do. You know, it, it's pretty pretty incredible. And Brady Lem's kind of going through the same thing. He, oh yeah, yeah. He 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 broke his leg filming a spot. That's he's, right. He's in Minneapolis now, just like mm-hmm. reading books, training, getting on the bike. It's just a really slow process. Yeah. But before you before you get back on your board, you have to just get. Fully recovered. Mm-hmm. Don't don't go don't at eighty percent. Yeah. You know you got it. You got to wait till you're one hundred percent good to go. I was gonna say, think... that, that's something you could really ask yourself, is because since I've known Ian, he's had so many broken bones. Really, oh yeah. no, just from I'm at like nineteen or twenty. Oh my gosh, it's insane. And it's I'm just thinking, Ian, you could really ask yourself this question. <laughs> I mean, I know it's like you want the guest to be able to like share their side of the thing but it's like what do you do yeah, yeah. I, what do you do yeah i, I ride a lot <laughs> of bikes sw- switch it around <laughs> i don't know i i tend to push my boundaries you know there i don't know who it was maybe evie knievel or someone or maybe it was matt hoffman but he said if you live your life and you don't break anything you've never used your body to the fullest i mean your body can heal itself 
<laughs> which is pretty cool. So yeah, that's pretty great. I just kind of test my limits of what's possible and figure right. out that maybe I can hurt myself. And out of all the, or like, well, I'm young. I figure this is the best time to figure that out, right? Because your bones are going to heal quicker. <laughs> right. You know, I, I give you credit for that for sure. Better to do it when you're 16 than yeah. 60. Right. 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 But uh, I've definitely learned, I tend to, or when I used to, not anymore, I've definitely, I've learned that, be patient, kind of wait till you're fully healed before you jump back on snow or jump back on the bike. Yeah. Before in high school and middle school, I would kind of, I was a little bit more, I guess, uh, reckless and I would get back on the snow. There was one time I broke my foot. I don't remember what I was doing, but um, when I got back, I was in a boot for like, you know, however long, like eight weeks or whatever. Oof. And it was towards the end of the season. I was going to be out for the rest of the season. I was like, I can't let this happen. I can't let this happen. <laughs> so me being me, I decided to just use the boot as my snowboard boot. Come on. So I, I didn't hit anything. I just took a couple carves, like just a couple runs down south at Highland. And oh my gosh. <laughs> it was the best thing ever, but <laughs> probably shouldn't have done that. Probably shouldn't have. You know, I'm still yeah. one piece. Hey, yeah. <laughs> Got that's that. pretty. That's pretty tight. You should, got, do you film it? Or shoot it? No, well, I have a photo somewhere on Facebook of me with a, a cast design <laughs> snowboard boot, but dedication, right there. Yeah, had to get those carves in, and it's one of those fulfilling moments. I feel like coming back from injury, you know, you take your first carve, ride mm. your first chair, like right. it's such a good feeling just to be back out in in you know the mountains and riding again. Mm-hmm. Same thing with my biking. When I I had all those injuries, I broke my collarbone multiple times. I've done you know. I've done um, my tibia and fibula. I've broke both of them. I've done fingers, hands, pretty much it. Just yeah. Uh, so pedaling back on the bike, just getting being on it, you know, not necessarily doing tricks or whatever. Just right. like having that in itself is so gratifying and such a good feeling to just get back. Right. Yep. And you kind of talking about that. It's like what you what you had asked earlier. What do you do for exercise? It's like well, now I'm kind of at a stage where I'm kind of exploring want to explore new things yeah, yeah. like this something you know spring's gonna come around it's like okay do i get do i get into road biking do mm-hmm. i get into mountain biking you know like mm-hmm. should i start racing bmx do i do <laughs> jujitsu i don't know <laughs> right you know it's like i think now if, I, if i'm gonna start another kind of like passion yeah you know i better start now right. you know just like why not why not you better know, now not, than never exactly yeah. yeah. No, road biking and mountain biking is sweet. We have a lot of good infrastructure here for biking. That's right. And yeah. Highlands close. Yeah. Right? Even the paved trails over at uh, the Three Rivers Park District. They're, yeah, they're great. awesome. Mm-hmm. What's that? Bloomington River Flats down on Lindale? Yeah, the river bottom trails. Yeah. And there's also right. some over in Theo and around the lakes, too. You got all those trails. Right. We also have a bike highway called the Greenway. The bike, the Greenway is rad. Yeah. I spilled. Uh, <laughs> I spilled on the Greenway. You know, the, the great thing about the Greenway is like, it's a it's a way to get from point A to point B. Yeah, uh, off the streets mm-hmm. if you've been drinking. So <laughs> I was I was with I was with Sarah and my buddy Jake and we we were like out you know we had a couple of beers had dinner and of stuff. Of course, and, yeah, yeah. And we're on the Greenway just like messing around and mm-hmm. the. Uh, as some of the viewers or listeners who may not know, the Greenway is like an old railroad track, and there's like brand new condos basically lining yeah. well, a couple sections of the Greenway. Mm-hmm. And I was messing around, like trying to do wheelies and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then I, dude, I spilled so hard, and it was like <laughs> two in the morning. There's all these people out on their balcony, just like yeah, right. Yeah, you just get a little bit too confident. Oh, totally. <laughs> a little, little juice. Yeah, I've definitely been there before, but yeah, they're good stories. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's cool. Um, awesome. That's a, that's a really good, I think we talked about a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we just hammered it all out. Good. Uh, I was curious if you had any less or like different topics you want to talk about or anything you wanted to chip in or ask me or, you know, random little things. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I think with the subject of make happiness, which I think is such a brilliant, which is such a brilliant thing. You mm-hmm. know, make you know, like you you can you can make your happiness right. You know, like even from maybe I don't maybe I don't understand as well as you guys do who've created it. Mm-hmm. Um, but just the action of making something happen, yeah, making yeah. something positive happen is is brilliant. And, I appreciate that. Yeah, and people should apply that into their lives. Mm-hmm. You know, with with anything that you do. It's good to visualize. And we were talking earlier about, you know, positive thoughts and people's negative thoughts. It's like in, in, when you work with in any type of like elite level athletics, you work with visual, visualization mm-hmm. and seeing something before you actually do it or achieve it. And um, it, part of that visualization is that if, when you close your eyes and you're thinking about doing something, mm-hmm. if at any moment in your visualization something bad or incorrect happens, you have to stop that visualization right away. Yeah. And that's the same thing with, with life. It's like if you're visualizing creating your life and you're mm-hmm. thinking about whatever it is you want to do, visualize it actually happening flawlessly because you can control your thoughts in your mind right at the, at the single second that something bad haps, happens in your visualizations or your thought process i just stop and restart from the beginning oh yeah replay it yeah mm-hmm. that's yep. a good one because it's definitely and it gets really hard sometimes because those sometimes that bad thought or that bad scenario or that one action is going to continue to come back every time you visualize stirs in your head yeah yeah, yeah. Right. Have you guys watched Don Wall? Have yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like kind of like that lateral 300 feet. Right. Yeah, it's just like that. There's that one spot every time. It, mm-hmm. he, the guy wasn't able to get to it, but <clears throat> oh, that's cool. Yeah. And that's what. So make happiness is kind of. It's a lot. It started off as just. Well, it still is. I mean, honestly, I don't even know what the mission statement is. Really, it's just. <laughs> that's all right. Yeah, it's just kind of you know creating your own happiness, your own fulfillment, your own life that you you know dream about living every day. So why not create that for yourself, kind of thing. Yep. So that's great. That's super great. You know, it's it's cool. It's really cool what you guys are doing. You know, it's like, you know, one of one of the things I always try to live by is like have have a mentor and mm-hmm. be a mentor. And yeah. You guys are like creating these things. For people to like, kind of inspire to do similar things that you guys are doing is like incredible. Well, that's why I was super excited to get you on because after <laughs> actually it was funny after watching you at the Honest Studios kind of guest speaker thing in the I think it was in December, but yeah, I, after watching that, I was like, I need to get Guff on the podcast. <laughs> like, Thank this, you. Yeah, it was really cool. And then kind of I wanted to wait until we were a little we had a little bit more traction, a little bit more ground. Now we're on iTunes, which is pretty awesome. That's and, huge. Yeah, so. Well, I, I'm so glad again, like that you guys invited mm-hmm. me over to, to chat, and hopefully, hopefully everyone who's listening, uh, you know, you got a little golden nugget here and there. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's always fun. Like, you, you shoot a lot of videos for YouTube and for mm-hmm. for the house, and you're like, going back and listening to some of them. Like, man, uh, my voice sounds really weird, or you know, like, I didn't I didn't articulate what I wanted to say as well as I wanted to. Right, but you nitpick. I, yeah, but I think the questions that you brought up today and things that we talked about, I think. I think everyone will appreciate something. So. Oh, definitely. And that was the one thing, too. We try to keep it like we go to, like cover enough topics that, you know, any listener could pick up one thing out of it, which is cool. Right. So awesome. Well, I appreciate you coming on and uh, enjoy your snowboarding after this. Thank Where you. Where are you headed? Thank you very much. I, I think uh, yeah, I think you're welcome. Uh, I think we go to Buck. Oh yeah, I think they got, they got their they got a mini stunt ditch. It's like a half a mini pipe with a bunch of little jib features on top. Oh, that's cool. Did, did it yesterday and it was six. I'm gonna go back. Right nice. on. Yeah. Cool, man. Well, thanks for listening, and I uh, appreciate you, everyone, because without you listening, I wouldn't be where I am. So thank you very much. And uh, as always, always remember to make some happiness.
Awesome. Thanks, guys.